This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 30th of September. Well, get yourselves ready, Flux fam. Mm. October is Flux Credit Health Month. Now, we always try to look after our mental health, our physical health, but now we're looking at our credit health. And in October, we're going to be breaking down all the do's and do nots around credit scores and help you level up. And we'll be dropping a special pod to celebrate that too. Can't wait. B-Man, welcome to the future. Amazon has just brought out a home robot called Astro. (laughs) So Astro comes equipped with a camera and a microphone. And if that ain't enough, it can follow you around the house. Weird. Not quite sure what it actually does though. (laughs) What does Amazon do every day? (laughs) Three not creepy stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first. The Iconic will let its customers opt into reselling their purchases the moment they've actually purchased them. (laughs) I knew the clothing consumption periods were short, Brett, but surely not this short. (laughs) What is the story? All right, we know the Iconic as the Aussie online e-commerce site Mm -hmm. that stocks big brands. Their e-commerce site takes on department stores with their standard clothes. It also takes on, let's say, Adore Beauty in the beauty stakes. It kind of takes on Rebel in the sportswear stakes. And it takes on Netaporte in the designer stuff. (laughs) And now it's partnered with second-hand clothing brand Aero. And how does it work, Jazzy Boy? Well, essentially, customers can register their items for resale as soon as they buy them. This means shoppers can use the legit photos and details from the Iconics website. And they'll also get a suggested resale price. And Brett, the exciting part is that this will help more Aussies get around the circular economy. So what is the key learning here? The circular economy aims to reduce the environmental impact of new production and the consumption of goods like clothes. The idea is that at the end of an item's life cycle, Mm -hmm. it goes back to the manufacturer to be turned into another item. Or you can resell it to a new owner. In fact, the resale economy is booming. We've got Depop, which was recently sold to Etsy. We've also got Vestiaire Collective. And then the old favourites, Facebook Marketplace, Gumtree, and eBay, of course. And over the past year, 33 million customers around the world have bought second-hand clothing items for the first time. And more than three quarters of these buyers reckon they'll increase their second-hand spending in the next five Wow. For our second story, Lego, the children and adult favourite, <laughs> has found the secret sauce to skyrocketing profits for the first six months of 2021. Not going to lie, Brett, I haven't thought about Lego in years. What? What is the story? A Lego or Lego, whatever you'd like to call it, <laughs> it's a Danish toy company that manufactures those interlocking colourful plastic bricks. You know, the ones that can look like spaceships or Hogwarts. It's got a few amusement parks around the world as well. And it ain't small, Justin. Mm-hmm. It's worth a lazy $7 billion. US dollars. And now, B-Man, Lego has reported that it's doubled its profit in the first six months of the year. And why exactly is that? Your standards, like your Star Wars building sets, <laughs> your model coliseums. Mm. But also because Lego didn't face the same supply chain issues that the rest of the toy world did. So what's the key learning here? When a company decides on where to put its manufacturing and distribution facilities, it needs to consider a whole range of questions. What are the costs to deliver this item to my customers? What are the labour costs of manufacturing these items. What will the product quality be? And Justin, it's fair to say that Lego's logistic strategy went against the grain, but it came up trumps during COVID. In the early 2000s, Lego decided to build its production facilities close to its key market. Exhibit A, a distribution centre close to Prague to be closer to the European customers. Exhibit B, a distribution plant in Mexico to serve the massive North American market. So when other companies during COVID had major logistics issues, Lego 
didn't face the same issues. And because Lego could actually get their toys to customers, it outpaced the entire toy industry mm. in all major markets. For our third and final story, the ACCC says Google's advertising monopoly is bad for consumers and bad for businesses, but unsurprisingly, Google ain't keen to change it. <laughs> the big, the bad Google at it again, B-Man. What is the story? All right, the ACCC stands for the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. Also known as the Competition Watchdog. They've released a report that shows Google's advertising technology business is squashing competition. It's harming publishers, it's harming advertisers, and it's even harming consumers. So pretty much everyone but Google yeah, itself. Exactly. <laughs> Get this whopper of a stat though. More than 90% of the digital ads passed through at least one Google service last year. And the ACCC reckon it's all due to Google's vertical integration in the ad space. So what's the key learning here? Vertical integration is when a company owns each stage of its process rather than relying on third-party contractors or suppliers. Let's use the chocolate industry as an example, my favourite. Well, as part of this supply chain, there are raw materials like cocoa. There's a manufacturer who turns the cocoa into chocolate. Mm. Then there's the wholesaler or distributor who buys the chocolate. And then there's a retailer who sells it to the end customer. Now, these roles are generally performed by separate companies. But Brett, if these parts of the supply chain were all performed by the one company, mm. it would be vertically integrated. The same can be said for the advertising industry. For Google, this means they're kind of like the retailer. When they show you ads on Google search. And they're also kind of like the wholesaler. When they advise advertisers on where to spend their ad dollars within in the Google ecosystem. <laughs> and since Google has its finger in all parts of the supply chain, it has a lot of power to manipulate the pricing and exclude others. B-Man, this week we have a $100 Bunnings voucher to give away. And that's the prize for this week's Flux Daily Quiz. The leaderboard is really heating up now. We've got Jessica in the lead, then we've got Bruce. Mm -hmm. Flux fam, if you want to get involved, head to quiz.flux.finance or the link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.